We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. we gonna see him soon. You feel me? Welcome back to another edition of the Butting Heads podcast from Rams Talk Radio. Johnny, we, we waited until Wednesday to record this, and uh, it all worked out. We have a, we have trades to talk about. Uh, it is not every day. Very rarely do we get to hop on this podcast, especially this time of year, and talk trades. So I, I'm excited. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, man. Uh, I I woke up this morning and saw the trade, and I was like, well, damn, we we have ourselves a new running back. Yeah. Uh, so so we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, always always good to wake up uh, and have some pleasant news like that. Yeah, man, it's uh, I'm excited to talk about it. That's obviously the big news of the day for the Rams. Uh, we'll also hit on the preseason loss to the Raiders. I, I was actually in I was in Vegas last weekend, Johnny, and I made a made a parlay and included that game. And I definitely bet against the Rams uh, because I knew they didn't play anyone. And it worked out. I won the parlay. You barely won the parlay. <laughs> well, it was three games. You, and uh, you, you were one extra point away from losing. I know. Yeah, and I didn't uh, – I, I, didn't, I watched the game today. Um, so, like, when I checked the score later, I – I was like, oh, of course, it was closer than I thought, but of course I lost. And then when I was watching it today, there was like a minute left, and it was 17 to 10. So I was like, oh, like so, so this gets really close, huh? But I, I listen, I these games don't matter. I love that they went for two uh, rather than take the tie, and it didn't work out. Didn't love the play call, but I, it is what it is. It was, a, it was an awesome drive from Bryce Perkins to end that game. I really showed out. Yeah, the uh, the drive itself was very impressive. The play calling and for the extra point attempt was just shit. And 
quite frankly, it made me wonder if they were actually trying because what do they get out of it if they win? You know, really nothing is gained. So, um, Well, I, I mean, they didn't throw the game at the end, you know? Like, they went no. on a game-winning drive. But I don't think they went with their best play that they could do because if that's the case, uh, the Rams have a lot more concerns heading into the season because oh, that was yeah. just an awful play. Well, and not like not only are you know they're they're going to keep things close to their vest in the preseason, they're not going to show off their best plays. McVay is not even coaching in the preseason; like he's not even the guy calling the plays. No, it's O'Connell. Yep, um, O'Connell. In my head, I was thinking his name was Kevin Connolly, which I'm now realizing is the guy that played E in Entourage, and not <laughs> not our offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell. I had a professor named Connolly. <laughs> I think about it. Oh man! All right. Well, so uh, yeah, the big news of the day: um, the Rams have acquired another running back. I think we all expected them to acquire another running back. I personally thought they were going to wait until roster cuts and then take a look at like guys potentially out there, like David Johnson or Mark Ingram or, or any of the the older guys that look like they might be on their way out of their current situation, but they, they were proactive and rather than do that, they went and got Sony Michelle from the new England Patriots. As you all might know, beat us in a super bowl, uh, scored six touchdowns in that postseason. I'm pretty sure he's the scored the only touchdown in the super bowl as well. He he's only 26. He got drafted. He was a first round pick in 2018. So he's in his first, first year or first contract, um, which will expire at the end of this year. So a one-year deal, basically, for Sonny Michel is what's left on his contract. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year. It, it gives the Rams some flexibility because, you know, they're not, I don't think they're really outright trying to replace Cam Akers. They're also not trying to replace Daryl Henderson. Um, so this move is a short-term fill. For for a short-term move, it is a little bit to give up. They, they're giving up... It was reported first as a fifth and sixth round pick, but I believe that it'll just be one pick if the Rams get a compensatory pick for John Johnson, and that would be a pick at the end of the fourth round, which seems very likely. So, But they can't officially trade that pick until uh, those have been handed out. So it, it seem, feels like more of just like a, a, a loophole here for me. But Sonny Michelle's in the building. Daryl Henderson is... Banged up with a thumb injury. It's a sprain. It doesn't seem like he's going to miss game time. Uh, Xavier Jones got banged up in this game. So it maybe that expedited the process and made them realize that they have to get somebody in here. And Sonny Michelle's the guy for basically a late fourth-round pick. I, I'll let you start, man. <laughs> it's, uh, this, this is a guy that, you know, in my head I thought could be an option just for, like, players with notoriety that were in situations where they probably weren't going to play, but I'm a little surprised it happened. I mean, how do you feel about the trade? I I, I was kind of like you, Steve. I was, I was expecting the Rams to kind of wait until the, um, the rosters were trimmed down because there's always that one surprise player that's cut. And let's face it. Running back is always one of those cuts. So it, it did surprise me a little that the Rams weren't willing to wait. But at the same time, I could kind of understand as well because the season's really around the corner. This this uh, Saturday is literally the last preseason game 
which is nuts because we waited this long and now it's pretty much already over. Um, he ain't playing so, no matter what. There's no you know, way. You, of course not. But, uh, but the way, um, the, the thing of it is it's, it's not as simple as just, uh, giving the running back the ball and say, okay, go run. Uh, he has to learn the offense, which I'm confident he can learn. And, um, you know, obviously there's still a short time to do that in. So I think from that perspective that I think that's why the Rams ended up trading to get there, because if you wait any longer, the season again is around the corner and, you know, you don't, you don't want to have a running back ill prepared out there either. So, um, I think this next few weeks for Sonny Michel is just really getting him up to speed with uh, the Rams' offensive scheme. And, uh, you know, uh, the other thing, too, is while they do expect Daryl Henderson to be available week one, you still don't want a chance going out there um, having Daryl Henderson on the bench while Jake Funk and... Xavier Jones is out there starting. That's just not what you want to see week one. So in the end, if Sony Michelle has to be the starter and, and, you know, carry the rock most of the game, I think, I think the Rams will be okay. So this was more of a piece of, at, at mind, I feel for, for the Rams in general. So, um, it's a bit of a surprise, but it's not that big of a surprise if you really think about it. Yeah, it's it's to me it's a slight overpay, but nothing like nothing you're gonna lose sleep over. I mean, that pick's gonna be in the the mid hundreds and end of the fourth round pick. And if if uh, if John Johnson ends up netting them a third as a compensatory pick, it's unlikely, but uh, it, it could happen. Then they they. Only give up a fifth and a six. I, I I'm with you. Like even even if Daryl the Daryl Henderson injury never happened, I I don't think that it would have affected their stance on bringing in a running back. You know, I don't think this this acquisition just happened out of nowhere. I'm sure they've just been doing their homework, seeing who's available for what, what kind of players you can get. I mean, you no, know, we we batted around like James Robinson earlier in the offseason. Obviously, that doesn't happen now with the the injury to Etienne, um, Melvin Gordon was probably a little too expensive if, if they inquired about that. This is a, a doable price that, you know, you, yes, you're giving up a fourth-round pick, but it's at the end of the fourth, and you're you're competing for Super Bowl right now. And you could say, like, yeah, well, they have Daryl Henderson. Well, I mean, that wasn't good enough a year ago, and it wasn't good enough four months ago, you know, because they drafted Cam Akers. They invested a lot into Cam Akers, and he was the guy they wanted to lead their offense. So they go to Daryl Henderson, a guy that I think they like, that we like. But he, and we've talked about this at length in recent weeks, you know, he is not a three-down back 17-game player. Odds are he's going to miss a couple games. I don't think he'll miss, you know, you can't predict any of this, but I doubt he misses serious time. Uh, he's just... He just has an injury history, and it seems like he'll. You gotta expect him to miss a handful of games here and there. But he's also because of the durability. He's not a guy you want to play a hundred percent of the snaps, and 
if if there are people out there that love Jake Funk and Xavier Jones, and maybe you don't think this was necessary, I think Jake Funk played well this week in the preseason game, but I still think they need to bring in a guy who is a bit more established and has a bit more upside. And I, I think Sony does. I I am not the biggest Sony Michelle fan by by any means. I don't think he's that great, but he's a former first round talent. He had a really good rookie year. He he struggled as a sophomore. He was injured a lot last year. But if you look at look at the numbers, he did have some solid games last year. And if you look at the tape, I think there's still something there. And like I said, he's only 26. Um, I, I believe he also has arthritis in his knees, which doesn't doesn't make you feel great. But for for what you give up and and, and the potential reward, I, I think it's a, a solid decision. That the more I've thought about it, the more I like it. He in theory. If he's the player that, you know, they're trading for him to be, he's a great compliment to Henderson. You know, Henderson is a home run hitter type back. Uh, he's, he's a big playmaker. Sonny's, Sonny's more of a grinder. He's, he's an in-between-the-tackles guy. He's a guy that is probably going to take goal line work from Daryl Henderson. He's not going to catch many passes. You know, he kind of feels like they probably envision him to be a, a better version of what Malcolm Brown was to the team last year and probably – playing a, a more significant role than he would have considering that Cam Akers is out. So it, it, it makes sense. This is this is kind of the type of back I wanted them to bring in. You know, when we talked about Adrian Peterson, um, even to a like, lesser extent, Todd Gurley, just guys that, that can run between the tackles. And if you're at the goal line, you have faith that you can hit off them. They could, they could pound their way into the end zone. And, you know, compared to the – the kind of the old guard of players that we were discussing them potentially bringing in this this has a much higher upside and i think it's a good move for them a team that wants to win a super bowl to compliment daryl henderson with a guy that makes sense as a compliment and isn't ancient and still seems like he's got a quite a bit left in the tank and for for sony too it, it's going to be a a good shot for him to showcase his skills in a contract year he was not I don't think he was going to play much in New England. They seem fully committed to Damian Harris as as their lead back, and it, the the situation just ran its course. I I think everybody involved, the Rams, the Patriots, and Sonny Michelle are all happy with this trade, and I, I I am fairly happy with it. I, I would say on a scale of one to ten, how satisfied I am in this trade, probably like a six and a half seven. It, it, it's fine. I get it. It was a good move. I, I don't really have any reservations. It wasn't a home run like <laughs> grand slam type thing but it it's a good move that has clear upside and clear reward and adds a player at a position i think we had to add somebody at uh i i think that the rams did slightly overpay for him because in all essence they're probably gonna have that fourth round compensatory pick and uh obviously that's gonna be heading over to new england um are you going to be that disappointed? Not really, because it's still just a fourth-round pick. Um, but at the same time, you have to think of it this way. Uh, the Patriots kind of had the, uh, the advantage in this trade because, obviously, we know that the Rams needed a running back. Dale Henderson's a fine running back. Uh, I'm sure he's going to do great things, but... As Steve mentioned, he is not an every-down back. You know, this is a guy that was meant to be a complimentary back, 
And after Cam Akers got injured, he obviously had to take the lead role. Um, so bringing in Sony Michelle obviously changes everything. This, you know, um, this is exactly the kind of one-two punch that the Rams kind of needed. Not to say that Sony Michelle is is uh, the best running back or anything like that, or he's gonna, you know, put up some monster numbers. But he's exactly the kind of running back that the Rams needed to complement uh, Daryl Henderson. Particularly, one of the reasons why Steve and I wanted Todd Gurley was because the guy, the man could still drive in and, and find the end zone. And while Sonny Michelle isn't Todd Gurley, uh, but that's the type of running back he is. He he can he can definitely you know uh, drive in the ball get you some touchdowns. That's exactly what the Rams have struggled with the past couple seasons, really. And uh, they were kind of getting that out of Cam Akers, but obviously he's gone for the season. So getting uh, Sonny Michel, even at a somewhat hefty price, if you want to call it that, um, it, it was a no-brainer because this this is exactly what the Rams wanted. He's not super old. He's obviously still a young back. Um, and in the end, if even if there was an injury to Daryl Henderson, I would be confident in Sonny Michelle taking taking over as the starter, uh, as opposed to, say, someone like Jake Funk or, or Xavier Jones, who obviously don't have any, uh, <laughs> any sort of experience other than the preseason. So... Yeah, I, I I'm all for this trade. Um, again, could they have gotten a better one? Maybe, but is it something you should be disappointed in? No, no, because in the end, the Rams got their guy, and it wasn't it wasn't a huge investment. Even if the Rams let Sony Michelle walk next year, um, I I think that's still fine. You you got a rental player for a fourth round pick, uh, a late late fourth round pick, practically a fifth rounder. So yeah, that's, that's something to keep in mind. And out of all of this, uh, Sony Michelle for all intents and purposes is a rental and that's all you really need to know. Um, I, you know, depending on how he does this year, he may command more money, but eh, running back position isn't exactly bringing in the dough right now. So I wouldn't even count on that. Yeah. And um like you you look at guys that have been drafted with fourth round compensatory picks by the Rams last couple of years. Jacob Harris, Bryson Hopkins, Greg Gaines, John Franklin Myers, Samson Ebukam, I I was either a compensatory or close to it. So I mean like mixed returns, you know, I, I don't think anyone's you shouldn't be losing too much sleep over that pick, even if it is a slight overpay for a rental running back that has been more or less underwhelming in his career. But but you said it, man. We we need a guy who, like, if Daryl Henderson gets hurt, and I mean, I feel like it's more of a matter of when, unfortunately, not not a season-ending injury or anything, but he's already gotten hurt. Uh, the guy's going to get banged up. You you feel decent going into a game with Sony Michelle and the stable running backs behind him. You know, Jake Funk... I, 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 th- I thought he had a good game this week, but there's a difference between having a good game and putting yourself in a position to make a roster 
versus putting yourself in a position to be a a true contributor on this team. You know, Bryce Perkins is he played his ass off this week. I loved what he saw. Would I want him to be our starting quarterback based on that game? No, absolutely not. But um, you know, it's kind of the same thing for Jake Funk. Like I don't I don't feel good if we go into a season with him as the number two running back with a starter who's going to need to to take some snaps off and potentially take some games off. And I feel a lot better with Sony Michelle as the number two. Now, if Daryl Henderson <laughs> knock on wood here gets a season entering ending injury tomorrow, do I feel good about Sony Michelle as a season long starting running back? Not really, but for a game or two here and there, sure. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so well, on on that notion too, like I imagine that if Daryl Henderson has like a season ending injury, they would probably bring in another back. I mean there's there's loads available. So um would they make another trade? Probably not, but um yeah, that's <laughs> That that's pretty much what would probably happen if, if Henderson were to go down, but uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, if that were to happen, I would be fine with overpaying for, even if it isn't trade. If it is a trade, I'd be fine with overpaying and going to get like Melvin Gordon or somebody like that because <laughs> I mean, try Sony Michelle for a game or two. Maybe maybe he's really just been miscast, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's let's talk about this preseason game. Looking for a new and unique way to get in on the action this season? Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this year. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app specifically to pl- for player prop bets. Tired of doing hours of research on the best fantasy sleepers to try and win your redraft league? Thrive lets you bet on the players that actually matter. So you're not going to be betting on the guys that we talked about on this podcast. You're going to be betting on the top tiers, the Aaron Donalds, the Matthew Staffords. You'll be able to choose prop bets for top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. And each player's over-under will be assigned a fantasy value based on likelihood. Hit the most props, you'll rack up the most points, and you'll win a share of Thrive's prize pool, which is over $140,000 in guaranteed prizes for week one. It's already awarded more than $4 million to fantasy players. Best of all, use our promo Talk Rams. You'll receive a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. So you put in the dollar, you're going to get two. You put in 100, you're going to get 200. That's promo code Talk Rams. T A L K R A M S, all caps. That's a deal I'm cashing in on. Download the Thrive Fantasy app today on the App Store or Play Store and visit the website at thrivefantasy.com today to sign up. Sign up, prop up, get ready to win big. The Rams lost to the Raiders at SoFi, seventeen to sixteen. I I actually couldn't find a uh, a snap count for this game. I don't know where they are, but clearly more players played this week than last week. Obviously, last week they decided to basically hold out anyone with a pulse that wasn't a rookie. But this week we saw Micah Kaiser out there. We saw Traven Howard out there. Uh, we saw Terrell Burgess out there. Three players that. I, I think a definitely use of reps. Burgess in particular, I, I, I like him getting some true safety reps. And he, he played solid, in my opinion. Uh, I, I saw a lot of good stuff out of him. I, I think we could start with the quarterback because Bryce Perkins was playing so well in the first half of this game that the Rams decided to not play Duck Hodges and then cut him uh, after the game. So, boy, so 
even though the Rams aren't playing John Wolford in the preseason, he's going to be suited up next week to be the emergency quarterback because there are no other quarterbacks on the team. But I'd expect another week of Bryce Perkins. But maybe he looked pretty good, 26-39, 208 yards, two touchdowns, a lot of screen passes, um, but also ran nine times for 41 yards. The mobility was sh- clear value, especially with how – just awful our backup offensive line is and you know he made a lot of he turned a lot of chicken shit into chicken sandwiches in this game it was not you know the best quarterbacking performance I've ever seen but he's shown a lot of promise and I don't I don't really think they should keep him because I don't think you need to keep three quarterbacks when you're that confident in your starter and that confident in your backup. But I I don't know if he's available for the practice squad if they do cut him. And I think they're going to factor that into their decision that maybe they will keep three quarterbacks just because they don't want to lose this guy. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that myself. I think that uh, Bryce Perkins, if he ends up on the uh, – or if the Rams attempt to put him on the practice squad, he's not going to be back in a Rams uniform. There's just no way. But at the same time, you know, I I like Bryce Perkins. I think he has a ton of potential. But let's be real here. Um, Do you have more confidence in Bryce Perkins running the show uh, should something happen to Matthew Stafford? Or do you have more confidence in John Wolford? And... Personally, I like John Wolford a lot more. Yeah, I think he I brings a lot to the table. I don't Bryce think that should really does. be a a discussion. I don't think they're discussing that. Um, they clearly value Wolford a lot. Exactly. So, so the question then becomes: Well, do you carry three quarterbacks? And I, I think if if the rosters expanded, then yes, I, I think you do try and carry Bryce Perkins. But the reality is, is it's the same roster number, so that you you would have, be taking away a position someplace else just to carry three quarterbacks. And while that is doable, there are teams that do carry three quarterbacks. Um, it's not something the Rams have done for quite some time now. So personally, I I think I would try and keep them on the practice squad. And hope and pray that he stays there somehow. But um, chances are there's going to be a team out there that just needs a backup quarterback that will certainly pick up Bryce and Bryce Perkins. Well, I mean Seattle's trotting out uh, Sean Mannion, so oh Jesus, like he won't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they'll take a look at him. Ooh, yeah. If that's the case. It would not surprise me at all if, if Seattle ends up picking him up. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's a decent amount of guys really on the bubble here, and like you, it's a lo- keeping a third quarterback is is a luxury play uh, because they don't need it. If all goes well for your team, though, they're not going to play. But I don't know. They they might feel good enough after this preseason to, to keep him. And unless we cut somebody that I really like that has a lot of upside, I, I won't be upset if they keep on the roster at all. Uh, I, I do trust them making that decision. 
it, you know, I would not be surprised if the Rams do decide to keep a third quarterback just to keep him. I personally wouldn't like that idea just because I feel like there are other positions that require more depth. But, you know, I I think uh, I trust Sean McVay and Les Need a lot more than, than my thoughts on the matter. So, um, it, it, I would say it depends on if you truly believe in Bryce Perkins as a future part of the organization. If, if you really feel like Bryce Perkins can develop into a, either a solid backup quarterback or into a potential starter in the future, okay, fine. Keep a spot for him. But if, if you feel like he's just a solid preseason warrior, then it, it's really not worth keeping Bryce Perkins, in my opinion. Yeah, and like the big concern to me is I, I don't know about you. I don't love what I've seen when from him when plays don't get broken, like when he's just got to sit back there and pass. Not that it's been too bad or anything, but nothing really. What stood out about him is how good he's been able to to make broken plays work uh, and do stuff on the move, do stuff with his legs. But, you know, in theory, when you're playing behind a, a good offensive line, it is valuable and you're going to have to be mobile a bit, but you also want somebody who could really step back there and sling it in the pocket. And we'll see. I mean, we're talking about two preseason games here. So all the guy, all the guy has shown his promise, but I don't know if he's shown enough to justify keeping a third quarterback on the active roster. Well, we got other players to talk about. I'm um, <laughs> a, a, a shocking turn of event, Johnny. Bryson Hopkins led the tight ends in receptions. <laughs> he had two receptions for 31 yards. Uh, the best game of his career. Kendall Kendall Blanton and Jacob Harris each had one catch, but they were both touchdowns. I, I feel like Kendall Blanton was out there a lot in this game. So I feel like Bryce Hopkins literally is on the bubble for a roster spot. I don't think that his draft capital is going to make him a lock. And with Higby and Johnny Munt and seemingly Jacob Harris being locks for the roster, like, do they keep, it's kind of the same thing with quarterback. Do they keep four tight ends? Do you, do they feel like that's worth it? I mean, they had four last year, but one of them was him and he was scratched every game. I don't know. I don't know. I what do you what do you think? I mean, he looked better this game. This was the most promise he's ever I've ever seen from him in anything. But there's also not much sample size to go from. It, it's tough to say because obviously for the Rams, a, a fourth round pick is is a high pick for the Rams. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yep. Uh, they don't have a lot to work with most years. So obviously you want to work with what you got and hope that you have something like a, a, a decent backup or potentially a starter. And, and it's it's hard to really measure what you have in, in Bryson Hopkins. And, and while he did have a couple of catches in this game, and uh, one of which looked impressive, uh, it it's still not enough to 
really say, you know what, we have to keep this guy. And while I wouldn't mind necessarily the Rams carrying four tight ends, you, you have to wonder what they'd exactly do with it. So obviously, Tyler Higby and Johnny Munt, you already know what you got in those guys. You already know their role. Tyler Higby's your number one tight end. Johnny Munt is your blocking tight end. So those two are confirmed. Jacob Harris likely is going to have a a redshirt year with the few sprinklings of of uh, passing options, um, you know, in the end zone because he's, you know, athletically gifted and and has size to match. Uh, and then you have Bryson Hopkins, who you would hope would be able to contribute a little bit more since. He has, uh, you know, at least one year on Jacob Harris. Not much of one year, but one year nonetheless. <laughs> so all that being said, you you have to know that that Bryson Hopkins is is kind of a bubble guy here. And if if I'm, you know, less need here, I'm thinking, would anyone really try and pick up? Bryson Hopkins. I mean, I suppose it's a possibility because, again, he was drafted in the fourth round. Uh, there are tight end starved teams out there, so um, they could try and make a make a pet play for him. But uh, I I think I would, you know, chance it. You know, even if the Rams do lose out on on Bryson Hopkins, what do you got to lose? What what? Um, do you really think he's going to contribute a lot in 2021? That's the basic question here. Is there a possibility that Bryson Hopkins contributes anything at all in 2021? I think it's doubtful. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, that's, but if, that's but basically what I'm thinking. If they cut him, he's gone. There's no way that even even if they can get him in the practice squad, I feel like a you know a fourth round pick getting cut in year two. That guy's not coming back. He if he could be on the practice squad, he'll go be on the practice squad somewhere else. Yeah, I I could kind of figure that. Like I, it would be a, a little bit of a shock if he doesn't end up getting picked up by another team. Uh, in which case I think that says a lot more about Bryson Hopkins than anything else. But, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine there would be at least one team out there 
that would try and and you know try and pick him up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, other other offensive stuff. I mean, Bobby Evans still can't pass block. <laughs> Tutu's looking solid. Is he been looking solid enough to justify the Rams taking him over possible offensive line starters? No, but it's promising. I, I've liked what I've seen so far. Uh, I mean, that's about the extent of my offensive thoughts on this game. Nothing really here from Jacob Harris, but not concerned about it. JJ Koski looked pretty good, but I don't really think it makes sense to keep that guy on the roster given the other receivers in the room. But I. Do you look good? Yeah, I I agree. I, I liked uh, what I saw from Tutu. Really, the past two games, I, I thought Tutu was uh, was pretty solid, not just as a returner, but as a um, as a receiver, which is kind of odd considering that this guy's a really tiny receiver. But you know, he's still able to uh, you know catch the ball up there as. Um, have some success out there. I know it's it's a preseason game with you know uh, third, fourth stringers out there, but um, it, it it's still the potential in all of this because obviously you won't have um, Bryce Perkins out there throwing uh, throwing the football, and you also will have other receivers that are much more capable than you know guys like Hadle. And and Koski, no offense to those guys, they're very talented, but they're no Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. So, um, pairing them with with uh, pairing Atwell with with you know the the actual starting wide receivers and still the potential with uh, Deshaun Jackson, it's still very very intriguing to me. So yeah, um, seeing how he's faring in the preseason. I'm happy with it. I, I again, like you said, I don't know if I would have still picked Atwell. I think I still would have preferred Creed Humphrey, but that's just me. Creed Humphrey, I'm pretty sure, is starting over Austin Blythe on the Chiefs. So they have both of the centers that we would have liked to have. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I mean. We'll see. I, I'm not writing too too off, but um, my stance on Cam Akers last year was I liked the player. I didn't like the pick. This one, I'm lukewarm on the player, and I hate the pick. Um, but I will I will give him a fair and open mind. And so far, you know, he's looked pretty good. But he's got a long way to go to, to justify making that draft pick. Last week when, you know, I kind of went through some rapid-fire thoughts, I said Chris Garrett was a guy I was excited about when they drafted him in the seventh round, and he didn't do much last week. But, boy, Johnny, did my guy show up this week, huh? Yeah, he, oh, had, that, he had that stretch in the second quarter where just three plays in a row, he just ruined the Raiders. He had a tackle for loss. He deflected a pass at the line and then forced a fumble on a sack on Nathan Peters Peterman had a couple other moments in the game, but damn, dude! Like when you when you draft this guy, he's a D two prospect. You know he dominated in D two, but it's still D two. You get this guy at the end of the seventh round, clearly just 
a, a huge upside play, but obviously a really low floor. And this is a game you want to see to to make yourself feel good about that pick and get excited about what this guy could potentially offer in the future. We'll see on a roster spot um, because it's just a crowded field at the position, but he's definitely inching closer to one. I like, I, for example, like I'd rather keep him than Bryce Perkins, uh, given the the knees at each position. And you know, at, at minimum, this guy is a lock to have a job in the NFL as a practice squad player here. But I, I, I haven't map, mapped out my my fifty three man roster um, choices, but I, I would have to imagine I I would be including this guy on it. I'm not saying that he's going to be a contributor this year. But I really like the pick. I think it was high upside, and I saw enough upside in this game to want to make it a priority to keep him so that somebody else can't go get him if you try and get him on the practice squad. I don't feel that way about Bryce and Hopkins. Uh, I don't like. I I do feel that way a little bit about Bryce Perkins, but I don't know if it's worth chance. Like I don't think if you. I think it's more important to keep a guy like Chris Garrett in the building right now, personally. Let me put it this way. Of the three guys, between Chris Garrett, Bryce, uh, Bryson Hopkins, and Bryce Perkins, I'm taking Garrett every single time. You know, I don't know if Chris Garrett's going to amount to much of anything in the NFL, but the fact of his potential and, and what we saw in this Raider game, I, again, I realize this is a... A preseason game, obviously not all of the Raiders starting offensive linemen were there. Um, but still, this guy dismantled this offense. And, and, you know, even on plays where he didn't get the sack or even a quarterback hit, he was enough of a presence to um, to disrupt the offense. And that's, that's what I love seeing out there. Uh, that's the type of thing you want to see in a guy in a seventh round pick, especially a guy that came from a D2 league. And, and, you know, while he did dominate in D2, I mean, let's be real. He, he didn't see a whole lot of elite talent. Um, but that alone, I I'm definitely keeping a roster spot open for this guy because I'm more than certain that if the Rams, you know, put this guy or attempt to, put him on the practice squad, there's going to be teams ringing and trying getting him just based on this game alone. Uh, he may have not done much in the first preseason game, but in this game, he's done enough to where the Rams should definitely keep this guy uh, because it's certainly a position of need. And let's face it, when you're talking about uh, a fourth-string tight end and a third-string quarterback, Yeah, I'm going to go for the outside linebacker here. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? 
Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, and I mean, he he fucking tore it up uh, at Concordia St. Paul, you know, but but you're right. Like you, this is the stuff you want to see from this guy. Like if he comes in first two games and it's just getting flattened, um, you 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 start to think he's a fluke because yeah, he dominated against Division two talent. He probably played. There's probably more players on the five offensive linemen that he played against in this game. That's probably more players in the NFL than he played against in his entire career at Concordia St. Paul. You know, D2 players don't get to the league that often. And, you know, for him to do this in basically his second game against NFL caliber players, keep this man on the roster, man. I I think there really could be something there. It's, It's obviously a giant overreaction to a preseason game against scrubs, but... For this, for this type of player, you know, it is super, super encouraging to see. Uh, more encouraging to me than to see what we saw from Justin Lawler last week, uh, because you know this this guy hasn't played against this type of competition ever. It, Justin Lawler played in the Super Bowl, so I, I I'm stoked about it, man. I, I'm really excited. I I can't wait to see what he does next week, and uh, I really hope they keep him around. Well, I mean, and and. To- and to tell you the truth, like, we still don't know the status on, on Terrell Lewis. You know, we don't know if we're going to have to put, you know, start him off on, like, the injured list or, or what, um, or if he's going to be week to week continuously. So it, it would benefit the Rams to actually have more options there um, because, yeah, obviously a guy like Justin Lawler should make the roster, um, but until we know more about Terrell Lewis, we, uh, we definitely need depth. So I'm, I'm all for keeping Chris Garrett. Yep. For sure. Some, uh, I don't really have much other thoughts on the defense side of the ball. It was a solid performance. Mostly Ernest Jones had another big game. Seems like he, you know, I think he probably played a better game than Howard and Kaiser did who are, it seems like ahead of him on the depth chart. Uh, Bronte Harris, J.R. Reed, both got interceptions in this game. But, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any other strong takes defensively. It was nice to see Bobby Brown get that big, big stuff um, early in the game, too. Uh, really impressed with Jonah Hill. J.R. Reed continues to impress. Um, Juju Hughes had a, an impressive game. But, uh, yeah, other than that, everything else was pretty much what you expected out of these guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I have mixed feelings on Bronta Harris. He had a, he had a solid interception, but uh, some of his coverage was kind of laxed. Um, other than that, I, I think, yeah, I'm with you, Steve. Everyone else, you know, the the – preseason darling in this game obviously went to Chris Garrett and probably Bryce Perkins on the offensive side of the football. 
Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and well-deserved for both of them. Uh, I they, they both really elevated their their capital in the NFL in, in these two games. You know, Bright, Bryce Perkins, whether or not he's on our active roster or a active roster, will certainly most likely be on our practice squad, but will be on a practice squad without question uh, after this game. <laughs> the last thing we got to touch on is uh, – Completely on brand for our podcast. The Rams were asked if they made a decision at punter yet, and they said no. So, do you, Johnny? Do you think there's any chance that they actually move on from Johnny Hecker? You know, I would, I would like to say no, but at the same time, it's it, it's kind of a weird dicey situation. So. Obviously, last week uh, again against the Raiders, they did, they couldn't really evaluate anything because both punters were put on the COVID list. Uh, so there's nothing to really compare in last week's game. Although Matt Gay may uh, have a future as a punter, but uh, uh, as far as Hecker being our starter. It's not as though he's not facing tough competition. He actually has a solid opponent, you know, and I think that's what I kind of want to point out the most here. It's not like he's facing a scrub, you know. Uh, I I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, if I'm being honest. Uh, so I'm just going to call him Corey. <laughs> Do you have any ideas, Steve? I'm just curious. I think it's Borquez, but Borquez? I'm not that confident. I see. All right, so I'm just going to call him Corey. <laughs> Corey. Uh, <laughs> uh, Corey is a solid punter. He, you know, this he played very well for the Buffalo Bills. And um, you know what? Uh, there's a reason why Johnny Hecker said that um, he hadn't won the job yet. You know, and and it's very obvious. The only reason why I would be slightly confident Johnny Hecker wins this job is number one, obviously familiarity. Um, even though it's a different special teams coaching staff, it, he's still familiar with the Rams organization. And number two, because of his ability uh, to to fake uh, fake a punt, that's extremely valuable he can, and he can do that well you wouldn't <laughs> fucking know watching the rams last year well well last year was was a different story last year there was a reason why the rams changed the coaching staff because holy shit there that was awful uh but obviously that's intriguing to any real special teams head coach or special teams of coaching staff so um I'm hoping that's something that's being considered with this uh, punting competition because that can be a very valuable weapon that was exposed years prior to last year. So um, I I would hope that's something being considered. But Johnny Hecker also does need to play solid because Last year was not his best year. In fact, it was a, a very disappointing year for Johnny Hecker. Yeah, if you read the quote, um, 
they asked Lesnini, he said, the decision is not made. I think big picture, if we decided to move on from someone like Johnny Hecker, that's done what he's done for the Rams, that's not just kind of, yes, no decision. There's a lot of discussion into that. So no way is that one that's been made at all. So it's 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 definitely an interesting quote, and maybe they're just saying it because um, they don't want to like belittle Corey Borquez into just thinking he's a camp body, but... I think there is weight to it. If you if you look at Hecker's contract, he's highest paid punter in the league. He's make he's got a cap hit of nearly five million dollars this year. You know he's not wasn't really worth that last year. But you know on the flip side of that, if they cut him, they have a million in dead cap this year and a million in dead cap next year, which is not a lot in dead cap. But are you really going to carry dead cap for a fucking punter? You know what I mean, like. Uh, I, I would not be ideal to me. You'd still save some money, but to me, I I think I think there's a chance. And I agree with what you said. Like you want to say no, but you think the answer is yes. There's a chance, and I think they'll give him the year. I think he's done enough to earn that. You know, even though he's not great last year, he wasn't detrimental to the team very often. Just wasn't like actively helping us win like he has in the past. But I, yeah, I think they gave him the year. And if if he's rough again, I I definitely think they cut him early in the the offseason. I don't think they would wait to have the man fight out a camp battle. You know, if you're thinking about getting rid of this guy, a too much money to like not just get rid of him, and b um, he deserves to be a free agent on day one so he could go wherever he wants because he's earned that. So I think. I, I think they do keep him around, but it, it, it's kind of crazy that we're even having this conversation. Especially when he was our best player for so long. <laughs> he really was, a, I would say, at least one of our two best players, maybe three, during the year Todd Gurley was just going nuts. But yeah, um, any any final thoughts? I mean, next next week we'll probably talk about the the roster cuts in the last preseason game. And so, any I mean, anyone that's on the bubble, you you are like really pulling for to make the team. Well, obviously, Chris Garrett is yeah. certainly there. <laughs> that's my answer. I, I, I mean, that that's uh, pretty much a given at this point. Um, Chris Garrett, uh, I I'm also kind of pulling for guys like. Uh, um, Reed and Hughes, I, I think those two guys, they, they're they coming into kind of a tough situation because uh, they, even without John Johnson, the safety position is such an impacted position, so, uh, so much competition there, but I'm still kind of pulling for at least one of them to make the roster, and I'm not certain that they can, uh, and who knows if they could make the practice squad, so... Uh, you know, that's that. Those are guys that I'm definitely pulling for. Um, also, I want to see more of uh, Jonah Williams. You know, he he's kind of been a guy that's stepped up uh, quite a bit. Um, not a name that we were really expecting to hear a lot of this preseason, and um, he may have found a, a roster spot for him uh, for this year. Maybe the uh, the next Morgan Fox. Random guy sneaking onto the roster. We can only hope, man, because Morgan Fox, I don't think people realize how how much he impacted 
uh, the team last season. It, it is it is sad that the Rams couldn't keep him. Is um is Dante Dayon hasn't played in any of these games, right? Not to my knowledge. I don't believe he did. It's kind of miraculous that he went from being cut two seasons in a row um, before floating around like practice squad roster to being considered valuable enough that they're not playing him. Like, it's <laughs> that's crazy. To be fair, uh, because it, he is someone that the Rams always, I mean, obviously they they liked him enough to keep him around. Uh, but uh, this is also without, you know, a, a stacked cornerback core that, you know, included Troy Hill, you know, Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey. That that was just, I mean, that's hard to keep any guys, and uh, so now he has an opportunity to make a name for himself. Hopefully, uh, he continues to impress to the point where um, he's, you know, indeed worthy of making the roster. And obviously, he must be if uh, he's not getting any playing time whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's pretty nuts. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I bet, too, because they didn't add anyone at cornerback, they're probably thinking David Long, Dante Dayon have played before. You know, he probably does not want these guys to get hurt. He'll let them compete in real time uh, for minutes in the season. So, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how that put and plays out. But that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week talk about roster cuts, talk about the last preseason game, and get ready for – Real football. Uh, can't wait. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SuperBarrow, at Johnny5Not6, at TalkRams, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that We're going to see him soon. You feel me? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.